Today on CityCast Boise, after a long wait, the city of Boise finally has a new director of the Office of Police Accountability. Nicole McKay joins me to talk about a worrying lack of professionalism in Boise law enforcement, her goals for the oversight role, and why policing should be a customer service job. It's Monday, October 23rd. I'm Emma Arnold, and this is what Boise's talking about. Nicole, welcome to CityCast Boise. Hello, Emma. Thank you for having me. Thanks for making time for us. I know you're very busy this week, um, so we appreciate it. I just want to dive right in and ask you, why does citizen oversight of policing matter? I I appreciate that question, and that was actually a large part of my um, presentation to city council this week. And what I wanted to demonstrate for both city council and the mayor and the public is how important that oversight is for the community and for the police. When we have public interactions, when the police and the public have interactions, we all want a safe and predictable and professional experience. And we've seen across the country trends where law enforcement has not had the best interactions with the public. And I know that Boise has historically enjoyed a good interaction between the public and BPD, but I want to make sure in this role that the public continues to have a good experience with BPD, that BPD feels supported, and that individual rights are protected, and that we continue to make Boise the city we want it to be. Why did you why did you want this job, Nicole? I'm I'm so curious. You have such an incredible background and you really probably could have gone anywhere you wanted. Why this job? Because it seems really like a hassle. It seems like a very difficult job. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Emma. And I appreciate that question. I actually get that a lot. And I think frankly, I'm kind of surprised where I landed as well. <laughs> I had my lawyer hat on for many, many years. And Without a doubt, it was the community engagement piece that really drew me in. I have had a lot of exposure to different aspects of how the government interacts with the public. And I've been in Boise for over 30 years. My husband and I, we raised our three children here. I've seen Boise grow and change, and I still absolutely love it. Um, And I just thought to myself, Here's an incredible opportunity to use that experience and education and be part of the governance that really engages with the community and makes a difference. I have so much respect for Mayor McLean and the work that she has done to engage with the community. And I thought, this is where I need to be. And even after just six weeks, I am confident that I landed in the right spot. Oh, that's good to hear. So what's your vision for delivering accountability when we've had more police shootings this year than homicides? I think a lot of people are pretty worried about this and and wondering how how someone is going to step in and address it, you know? Accountability is very important to me, and I know it is to this community. And so the way I intend to approach this, number one, is through community engagement and professional engagement. Community engagement is meeting with all the leaders of the communities in our city and finding out how are those interactions going with law enforcement officers? Are there some pause points, pressure points that we can address to increase 
I don't know, just the success of those interactions. So I would say number one, engagement through those two. Number two is establishing a team of professionals with expertise that we can then review the investigations that are done and the audits that are done to ensure that the policing is occurring the way BPD leadership wants it to occur. I've had really good interactions so far with the um, Chief Weiniger and also the head, uh, Captain Nia, uh, who's the captain of internal affairs. And we all have a shared vision about what an accountable police force looks like and what a supported police force looks like and how to instill and grow trust between the public and the police force. Because I understand these critical incidents have been stressful on the community and they've been stressful on law enforcement. In summary, I would say it is engagement with both the leadership at BPD, the community leaders, and then, of course, the mayor and the city council. So I think with with taking a deep dive on all of those issues and having open and robust conversations and communication, we can we can address this. You mentioned the mayor. What has the mayor communicated with you about her goals for the OPA? We've had high level conversations about where this office should be. And I will say that professionalism is a large part of that independence and transparency is a big influence and community engagement is is a big influence there. So those are all the priorities that we've had discussions on at a very high level with both the mayor and the city council. And I am in the early stages of trying to determine how to move forward on those and implement those. I saw recently that uh, former Boise Oversight Director Pierce Murphy criticized interim director Nicole Schaefer for choosing to review Boise police investigations into police shootings rather than conducting her own investigation. What will your process look like? I know you've only been there six weeks. So maybe you're like, well, I am just figuring that out. But if maybe you have some starts there. Yes. So I have done a very thorough review of both the ordinance and the regulations and an MOU that this office has in place with the head of internal affairs, or excuse me, the office of internal affairs. And I feel confident that the structure in place for these reviews, investigations are robust and sufficient. How those get implemented is going to require some discretion on my part. And I think that discretion will be informed by a respect for the process that exists with professionals. So let's take the example of a critical incident. The director of this office does have the ability to go out and in real time observe the crime scene, observe interviews, be present and and, and be a real-time observer. But I also am cognizant of I cannot do anything that would impede or in any way compromise the integrity of that process. So it's important to me as I move forward and I gain some experience and expertise in this area is to have a very thoughtful approach to how and when I engage in this process so as to maximize what this office needs and also support the process that's in place because let's face it, they they have a lot of trained experts in this process and I don't want to impede that, but I do want to be present and I do want to be 
responsive to what the community needs and what this office needs to have a very independent and impartial view of what's happened. In your mind, what does accountability for excessive force look like? This is that I mean that's a really tough question and I think 6 weeks in I can't answer that. So accountability for excess force can take a number of different forms and I intend to really educate myself on what are the standards for BPD, what are perhaps neighboring states doing, what are they doing nationally in this area, and then taking that information and bringing it back and analyzing how we're doing business here. And I think that's going to be my starting point. Okay. So it's kind of something in development for you. You're still... Absolutely. You're still you're just, you're just still learning. I get that for sure. <laughs> I am learning and I think the success of this position is going to be me listening and engaging the right people and learning and then evaluating and assessing and asking the right questions about why are we doing business the way we do? Has anything changed? Do we need to reassess those things? So I hesitate to answer a question when I just, I need to educate myself some more and I need to speak with everyone who are experts in this area. And then, of course, the individuals at BPD and head of internal affairs and say, please tell me what you're doing, how you're doing it. Is it working? And here's what I've learned. And let's have a conversation about it. Yeah. And you have only been on the job six weeks, of course. So we don't (laughs) expect you to have an answer for all this because I like your approach that you're saying, I'm coming in, I'm listening, I'm I'm learning. I mean, this isn't like you jumped from one uh, oversight job to another. Like you, you really... It's it's a brand new thing for you. I did see that your first report to city council, you said that you were reviewing this backlog of unresolved complaints. And you said, well, what I see consistently so far is this lack of professionalism. What does that look like? And, and what do you think it should be done about it? The lack of professionalism that I've had from a, a small sampling of the cases that are still pending for OPA is framed from constituents saying, I've had contact with a police officer that I found unsatisfactory. The officer didn't understand. The officer didn't listen to me. So then I elevated it with BPD and I spoke with someone at BPD. And oftentimes they do not understand what the structure of reporting is out there or who they spoke with, but that they were not treated fairly or that the person they spoke with understood them and sometimes were rude or just short with them and unwilling to help listen to the problem and help get them on the right path. And one of the things that I find really important with governmental entities and leaders is that when you are interacting with members of the public, it's because there is a need. And it's hard to navigate government. It's hard to understand where to go and to get what you need. And so How can we extend some extra customer service that even if you come to OPA and maybe you don't really understand what OPA does and it's not within the jurisdiction of this office, what can we do to get you to the right place? That's my goal. So the lack of professionalism you cited uh, was in the OPA, OPA office, just to be clear for people, in the OPA office, not in BPD. I would say it was both. We oh, had okay. individuals who thought they had not had adequate service by the OPA office and thought that they did not have respectful, respectful, I'm, I'm searching for the right word, but just 
the kind of customer service that they deserve from their very own police force. And when I say from the OPA office, I think there probably is some frustration that there is a backlog, but I can also say that individuals have reached out and said, I've contacted this office before. I've had this conversation previously. They don't understand what I'm trying to do, that sort of thing. So I would say definitely both. And mind you, this is a small sampling and I'll know more when we get through all the backlog. But I just always think that that's striving for continuous improvement is important and professionalism always needs to be part of that. I like to hear that. I think the protect and serve, maybe sometimes the serve gets a little dumped off. (laughs) So I I think that's an important thing that customer service should be part of the job for sure. I want to ask you, you were the chief of staff and chief deputy for the former attorney general, Lawrence Wasden, but you left the AG's office after 17 years. I mean, I honestly, Nicole, I feel like I maybe have like a little bit of an inkling of why you left. Uh, We don't have to get into it, but it does seem like a really big change. It is a big change. Um, I very much enjoyed my time with the attorney general's office. I have tremendous respect for Lawrence Wasden and the team that he put together and the way he led you know, the state's largest law firm, very proud to be have been a part of that. And going forward, I'm taking a lot of that with me, you know, that anchoring to the rule of law and anchoring to facts. And that's important to me. And that's important to me that no matter who you are or where you come from or what your issue is, that you are treated with respect and we do adhere to the law and we do hold people accountable. And at the same time, we also recognize those that are doing an excellent job. We have a lot of great officers in BPD who do amazing work and their work is very challenging. So as as the head of OPA, I want to carry forward what I have learned and the people that have been mentors to me. Um, I want to carry that forward for both this office and you know, stand with both the police chief and the head of internal affairs and say, we all value things like rule of law and facts and professionalism and community engagement. What do you foresee being like your biggest challenges coming up? Definitely my biggest challenge is getting to the point that I feel like I have expertise in this area. I'm very fortunate to have a national conference coming up where I'm going to attend a lot of good seminars on topics that are relevant for Boise and for me and this office. I've already started having conversations with colleagues nationally who are kindly offering to offer some mentorship. So I do have the ability to gain that knowledge and expertise, and I do have a plan to regularly engage with the public. So all of that going forward makes me confident I can get there, but it's absolutely a big challenge for me is to dive into a brand new area. And I'm excited for it. I'm really excited. This is <laughs> this is an, an amazing opportunity for me, and I have a lot of energy to put towards it. Anything else you want people to know about how you plan to approach this role? You know, I'm, I'm going to just expand that question a tiny bit, if I may. Okay. Yeah, please do. My interactions thus far with the mayor and the city council and the leadership here at Boise City have exceeded my expectations tremendously. I have so much respect and appreciation for how the city is approaching a wide variety of complex issues. And the fact that they've placed their trust in me to lead this office is something I am really grateful for. It's an important role. 
and I intend to approach it in a very thoughtful and thorough way. And I'm just grateful. I'm grateful to be amongst all of these amazing people um, and leaders and to be able to go forward and represent the city in this role and really engage with the public in how to make sure that we have robust accountability with our police force. So I guess what I want them to know is I'm excited and grateful. Well, Nicole, we're excited and we can't wait to see what you do in the office. You have such a stellar record uh, and I I think you're going to crush it. I'm going to tell you right now, I think you're going to do, I think you're going to do amazing things. Well, I appreciate your confidence in me and I will work very (laughs) hard to, to promote that trust. Thanks so much for making time for us today, Nicole. Thank you, Emma. That's all for today here on CityCast Boise. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a review. It helps other people find us. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more local stories from around the city. Bye.